the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A tense Japan prepares for a rare and controversial state funeral. Twice as many Japanese are opposed to the state funeral than are for it. Hurricane Ian gaining strength. I think it's Wednesday night or Thursday around Tampa. The government taking on the American Airlines and JetBlue merger. The government says that letting American and JetBlue work together on flights in the Northeast will hurt competition and lead to higher fares. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, September 27th. I'm Mike Scott. Hurricane Fiona has pummeled the Caribbean with devastating winds and catastrophic flooding and widespread power outages. Food for the Poor has been serving the poorest nations in that part of the world for more than 40 years, and they are responding again now during this time of crisis. Hurricane relief kits containing food, water, hygiene kits, medical supplies, and other critically needed items are already being distributed throughout Puerto Rico the Dominican Republic, and Haiti as well. You can support this effort by giving your best gift now. Just text DAYBREAK to 91999 and we'll send you a link to give. Families have lost everything. Anything you can do to help food for the poor will bring aid to these families. Just text DAYBREAK to 91999 and we'll send you the link so you can give. As one of the largest faith-based international relief agencies in the U.S., Food for the Poor is able to respond quickly and efficiently to disasters like this. Please give what you can now. Text DAYBREAK to 91999. A gunman opened fire at a school in central Russia on Monday, killing 17 and wounding 24 others before shooting himself. Russia's investigative committee has identified the gunman as a 34-year-old graduate of the school and said he was wearing a black T-shirt bearing Nazi symbols. No details of his motives have been released. Seventeen people, including 11 children, were killed in that shooting. According to the investigative committee, 24 others, including 22 children, were wounded in the attack. The gunman who was registered as a patient at a psychiatric facility, killed himself after the attack. A tense Japan prepares for a rare and controversial state funeral Tuesday for assassinated former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, the longest-serving leader in his nation's modern history and one of the most divisive. Thousands of uniformed police are mobilizing around Budokan Hall, where the funeral is being held, and at major train stations as well. Roads around the venue are closed throughout the day. Coin lockers at rail stations were sealed for security. World leaders, including U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, are in town for the funeral. 
Opponents of the state-sponsored funeral say taxpayer money should be spent on more meaningful causes, such as addressing widening economic disparities they blame on Abe's policies. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida has been criticized for forcing through the costly event to honor his mentor Abe, who was assassinated in July. Professor of History Jeff Kingston at Temple University in Tokyo spoke to News Asia. I think it is emblematic of widespread uh, anger about the decision by Prime Minister Kishida to hold a state funeral for former Prime Minister Abe. And clearly, people are not persuaded by the reasons uh, Kishida has given. And right now, about uh, twice as many Japanese are opposed to the state funeral than are for it. So this two-to-one ratio in opposition has translated into a plunge in Kishida's support ratings. So I think, you know, he never, ever anticipated such a strong backlash, you know, in the week after Abe's brutal assassination. And there had been a lot of uh, positive, fawning media coverage. You know, the public, you know, more or less two-to-one were in favor. So that has flip-flopped since then. Kingston responds to the question as to why the prime minister stands by the decision to follow through with the state funeral. It's already been decided. So uh, it would be a real loss of face to stand down and say, you know, I really miscalculated this. I thought this was going to be politically beneficial to me. I was going to curry favor with the hardliners in the LDP aligned with Abe. And this would sort of be an opportunity for the LDP to bask in the reflected glory of the longest serving prime minister ever in Japan, uh, Shinzo Abe. But what this underscores is that when Abe resigned two years ago, he was deeply unpopular and there was a cascade of scandals And this uh, led to an erosion of trust in him. And so his political legacy uh, is definitely questioned uh, among the Japanese. The main opposition Constitutional Democratic Party of Japan and the Japanese Communist Party are boycotting the funeral along with others. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered a partial mobilization of military reservists last week taking a deeply unpopular step following setbacks for his army nearly seven months after invading Ukraine. In a televised announcement, he also issued a warning to Ukraine's Western backers, who derided it as an act of weakness and desperation. President Joe Biden declared at the U.N. that Russia has shamelessly violated the core tenets of the U.N. with its brutal, needless war in Ukraine. He said the war is an affront to the heart of what the international body stands for as he looked to rally allies to stand firm in the backing of Ukrainian resistance. And he said President Putin's new nuclear threats against Europe showed reckless disregard for Russia's responsibilities as a signer of the Treaty on Non-Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons. Salem Radio Network military advisor Colonel Robert McGinnis says President Biden is not up to the task 
of confronting President Putin, who, like many world leaders, doubt Mr. Biden's credibility. Mr. Biden's perceived, uh, and I think rightly so, uh, as not terribly coherent and not uh, very much of a threat himself. Now, that doesn't mean the United States military isn't a threat. Uh, it doesn't mean that they feel Katie bar the door, they're going to be able to accomplish whatever they want as long as Mr. Biden is there, you know, making the decisions. Colonel McGinnis says that many foreign leaders, friend or foe of the U.S., are not sure if Mr. Biden is making decisions or if they are made for him by others. And I think that many will come to the conclusion that Mr. Biden, given his on-again, off-again, and sometimes incoherent statements, uh, suggests that uh, he, he is not really running things, but others are running him for him. McGinnis hopes President Biden does not lose sight of other threats to the U.S. while lending military assistance to Ukraine providing Ukraine with a lot of weapons in spite of the fact that it's hurting us because it's draining our resources. And uh, the true threat, existential threat against the United States is coming from China and not Russia, even though Mr. Putin is uh, wagging his finger and threatening nuclear chaos. A strengthening Hurricane Ian's rain and winds are lashing Cuba's western tip as it roars on a path that could see it hit Florida's west coast as a Category 4 hurricane. Officials in Cuba's Pinar del Rio province have evacuated 50,000 people, set up 55 shelters, and have taken steps to protect crops and warehouses in Cuba's main tobacco-growing region ahead of Ian's expected landfall on Tuesday, the National Hurricane Center says the island's west coast could see as much as 14 feet of storm surge. After passing over Cuba, Ian is forecast to strengthen even further before reaching Florida as early as Wednesday. Speaking with the Salem Radio Network, meteorologist Joe Bastardi says the coming hurricane will rock the Gulf Coast of Florida. This is the, uh, the setup for the ultimate storm in Tampa. If you got a hurricane uh, where the uh, even if the center stayed just offshore uh, from Tampa and Clearwater, uh, you would just keep um, uh, keep jamming water into Tampa Bay. You'd have the heavy rain going. You'd have the power out. Exactly when will Ian hit land? Well, I think it's Wednesday night or Thursday around Tampa. We've been taking the storm into around Tampa Wednesday night or Thursday. We first had it. We first had between Naples and Tampa back on Saturday, but I've gradually pulled it up there. President Biden continues to face low approval for his handling of the economy. Daybreak Insider White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us from Washington. The latest ABC News Washington Post poll shows the president deeply underwater when it comes to the economy, with 57 percent of Americans disapproving and 36 percent approving. White House spokeswoman Corrine Jean-Pierre brushed off the numbers. His focus is not on himself. Uh, his focus is on continuing to deliver for the American people. President Biden's overall job approval remains under 40 percent. Greg Clugston, the White House. A NASA spacecraft has rammed an asteroid in an unprecedented test to see if a potentially menacing space rock could be knocked off course. 
The Galactic Grand Slam occurred at a harmless asteroid 7 million miles away on Monday. The DART spacecraft plowed into a small space of rock at 14,000 miles an hour. And we have impact. A for humanity. Mission controls Elena Adams on the impact. Other scientists say the impact should have carved out a crater and hurled streams of rock and dirt into space. More importantly, though, scientists are hoping the collision altered the asteroid's orbit. NASA won't know how much the spacecraft nudged the asteroid for a couple of months. We are showing that planetary defense is a global endeavor, and it is very possible to save our planet. The Heritage Foundation finds that Americans have lost an average of $4,000 in income because of inflation. We get more details on your personal finances from Daybreak Insider correspondent Bernie Bennett. New economic numbers show the average American has lost an equivalent of $4,200 in annual income under the Biden administration because of inflation and high interest rates. Under former President Trump's low-inflation economy, the average American worker's annual earnings increased by $4,000. The Heritage Foundation finds that this has been completely wiped out in about a year and a half under the Biden administration. The Daily Mail reports that wage growth in the U.S. has risen to its highest in years, but workers say their pay increases are not keeping pace with increased costs of everyday goods. Bernie Bennett in Washington. Billionaire Mark Lohr has outlined his vision for a 5 million person new city in America and appointed a world famous architect to design it. Now he just needs somewhere to build it and $4 billion in funding. The former Walmart executive last week unveiled plans for Tolosa, a sustainable metropolis he hopes to create from scratch in an American desert. The ambitious 150,000-acre proposal promises eco-friendly architecture, sustainable energy production, and a purportedly drought-resistant water system. A so-called 15-minute city design will allow residents to access their workplaces, schools, and amenities within a quarter-hour commute of their homes. Although planners are still scouting for locations, possible targets include Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, Texas, and the Appalachian region, according to the project's official website. The U.S. government will get its day in court to try and block a partnership between American Airlines and JetBlue. Here's Daybreak Insider's John Scott with that story. A trial scheduled to start Tuesday in the Justice Department's antitrust lawsuit against the airlines. The government says that letting American and JetBlue work together on flights in the Northeast will hurt competition and lead to higher fares. The airlines say it's just the opposite. They say their partnership will make them stronger competitors against Delta and United, and that's good for consumers. The trial being held in federal court in Boston, it's expected to last about three weeks. John Scott reporting. And there's a new initiative that will allow consumers to see a more complete price on airline tickets before they buy them. The White House says the new rule from the Department of Transportation will prevent airlines from hiding the true cost of airline tickets, which will help consumers save money up front and encourage more competition among airlines to offer better fares. The requirement will not apply only to airlines, 
but also on search sites like Kayak and Expedia. And finally, the NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with a week-long skills competition and flag football game. The Pro Bowl debuted in 1951, but it has never been a big hit. We have to do something different. In 2016, Commissioner Roger Goodell said they need better options. I'm open to new ideas. I'm open to how we do it. Uh, but it's not the kind of game that I think we want to continue to have in its current format. NFL executive Peter O'Reilly told the AP the full contact Pro Bowl will be replaced by week-long skills competition and a flag football game. There will be a new name, the Pro Bowl Games. O'Reilly says the goal is to celebrate 88 of the biggest stars in the NFL in a really fun, positive, and yet competitive way. I'm Ed Donahue. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com